Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. Adventure, intrigue, fantastic locations, child endangerment, all that and more await you in the world of Johnny Quest. For those of you unfamiliar with this character, Johnny Quest was a young boy who accompanied his scientist father on adventures, usually joined by his friends Haji and his dog Bandit. These adventures were originally chronicled in a mid-1960s Hanna-Barbera cartoon, but the Quest family of characters have also appeared in two subsequent TV series, as well as TV movies and computer games. Johnny Quest, along with many other Hanna-Barbera characters, recently appeared in DC's Future Quest limited series. Until recently, I had no clue that there was ever a Johnny Quest comic put out by Comico. But by golly, there was. And let's dive into this issue. Johnny Quest number 12 from Comico. May of 1987. Writer... William Mesner Loebs, Art, Dan Spiegel, Letters, Carrie Spiegel, Colors, Tom Riley, Editor, Dana Schultz. In the jungle, a frightened young girl is seen running for her life, chased by a Black Panther. No, not Marvel's Black Panther. She calls for her father, but stumbles down and instead sees a dark-skinned man clad in only a loincloth holding a spear. Elsewhere, morning dawns over the Quest home. Dr. Benton Quest and his new girlfriend sit telling stories, though she thinks Benton exaggerates his tales a bit. Johnny and Bandit interrupt the pair. Johnny coldly informs them that they're going to the beach. Kathy tries to talk to Johnny and get on his good side, but it's obvious Johnny wants nothing to do with her. 
He goes inside to talk to Haji, who happens to be levitating at the moment, and explains that he thinks Benton has forgotten his mom in favor of Kathy. Back on the beach, Kathy is approached by a man obviously out of his element. He has come searching for Dr. Quest. This is the poor girl's father from earlier, and he says that, quote, a passel of them Bigfoot fellers has taken his daughter away in a spaceship. Kathy thinks the man is a bit off, but informs Benton and Race, and the two men leap at the chance to go on this adventure. Kathy slowly begins to realize the men don't exaggerate their tales. Kathy tags along on the adventure with the usual quest crew. She's determined that if being an adventuring woman is the only way to get Johnny to like her, then that's what she'll do. Once in the jungle, Kathy becomes a klutz and a bother akin to Gilligan on the island. She manages to trip and fall into a cave, but this works out in everybody's favor as the cave shows evidence of being inhabited. Kathy wanders away, saying she'll look for traps. Benton sends Johnny and Haji after her. But just as soon as the boys are away, Benton and Race get ambushed by cavemen. The boys catch up to Kathy just in time for her to explore, a.k.a. fall down, a crevice. The boys go after her, and they end up near an underground river. Johnny tries to explain that she doesn't have to act adventurous. But Kathy ignores him and proceeds to use large turtles as stepping stones and attract the attention of a cave bear, all while trying to reach a bridge to take them back up to where they were. They make it to the bridge just in time for the bear's weight to break it halfway through. However, our heroes are safe, for the moment. Johnny finally gets to explain his position to Kathy. But before she can respond, they spy Race, Benton, and the farmer from before, all tied to stakes by the cavemen. Benton explains that he believes this tribe to be a group of Neanderthals that never evolved, and only leave the caves to hunt, thus leading to legends of Bigfoot. The farmer yells for his daughter, but unexpectedly he hears her yell back. Betsy, as she is so named has been taken care of quite well, though she is still nursing a swollen ankle. Kathy realizes that she is unarmed, so maybe she won't be seen as a threat. She walks over and calmly takes Betsy back to the others. The tribe's chieftain almost attacks, but thinks better of it. The next day, back at Quest Research... Kathy and Johnny have a little heart-to-heart talk, where she explains that Johnny never has to give up his memories of his mother, but instead that he probably has enough love to give both of them. The scene ends with Johnny and Kathy discussing Johnny's mother, and the two starting to become friends. Xenophiles, a fan podcast devoted to the comic series Xenozoic Tales. 
It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. We hope you'll join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in this excellent comic series from creator, writer, and artist Mark Schultz. Xenozoic Xenophiles is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And find us at xenozoicxenophiles.com. Okay, time for a confession of sorts. I actually don't think I ever watched much, if any, Johnny Quest when I was a kid. I don't remember it being on in syndication anywhere at the time. I think I first became acquainted with the show in my teens when it was shown on Cartoon Network. But even then, I rarely, if ever, saw it. However, within the last 15 to 20 years or so, I have grown to appreciate and enjoy Johnny Quest's campy adventures. Now, as for this comic, this honestly feels like a mashup of the old Johnny Quest adventure stories and a typical cartoon plot involving the new mother-to-be getting into all sorts of goofy problems. Granted, it usually happens to characters who are secretly up to no good and only wanting to marry for money. See the Haley Mills version of The Parent Trap or the episode Till Nephews Do Us Part from the original DuckTales TV series. Still, even with this mashup of plots happening, I think this was a pretty good story. After all, this might be the first time that some younger readers have ever come across this type of story. And thankfully, Mesner Lobes didn't overdo it with Kathy finding trouble. The rest of the story, finding a lost tribe of cavemen and rescuing a missing girl, fits perfectly with the Johnny Quest fair. It was entertaining from start to finish. The art is pretty on par with the classic Johnny Quest style. There are a few places here and there that don't entirely mesh with the set formula, but I can at least say... There is no way you think you're looking at a cartoon the whole time. There's really not a lot I can say one way or the other about this book. If you like Johnny Quest cartoons, you'll find yourself liking this a lot. If you're unfamiliar with the characters but interested to give it a try, I say you can't really go wrong with reading the Comico Johnny Quest issues. There is a minor learning curve, but not enough to scare anybody away from enjoying the story. So, in short, I'd say this is definitely one to add to potential comic shopping lists. So, let's take another promo break and come back with some listener feedback.
Saturday Morning Fever, the new show from the Fire & Water Podcast Network celebrating the classic Saturday morning cartoons. Available on fireandwaterpodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Okay, and we are back with some listener feedback. Just a reminder, the last episode, I was joined by Doug Zavisho talking about the character Triumph. And we got just one message from uh, Sean AZ. He says he has some thoughts on the Triumphant episode. One, he is so glad that Priest is starting to get the credit he deserves as an all-time great writer. Two, less personable characters like Triumph work best in a team setting. And three, Doug has an awesome podcasting voice. Gotta admit, I agree with you on all three there, Sean. Last episode got Twitter favorites and retweets from Bill Bear, Drew Love, The Blacksis of Wakanda, Mo Walker, Lava Hog, Emerald Centurion, Guy Hetu, Jen Pez, John Stinson Fernand, Cyborg at Zona Cyborg, Winter Warlock Petzilla, Professor Frenzy of Bat Books for Beginners, Ange of the Comic Box Commentary, Jeffrey Brown, the aforementioned Sean AZ, Comics in the Golden Age, Warlord Worlds, Longbox Crusade, Randy Andrews of Soundtrack Alley and Gen 13 Files, last episode's guest, Doug Zavisha, Weasel Skull, a.k.a. Jason Albrick, Kapapri Jordan, Tim Price, Siskoid of Siskoid's Blog of Geekery and the Fire and Water Podcast Network, Rolled Spine of the Rolled Spine Podcast Network, Alejandro at 23ARGPHIN, Dr. DC Podcast, DSNRS, that's Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Brian Mulvey, Odell Abner Dracula, Edwin Acevedo, and Alterna Comics Fan Number One. On Facebook, we got likes and shares from Delvin Williams, Gene Hendricks, Martin Gray, Paul Hicks, Gautam Shioran, Pat Sampson, Al Sedano, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Rob Kelly, Sean Ross, Mike Peacock, Joe Crawford, and Jerry Green. If I missed anybody, please let me know. And if I said your name wrong, oh, for the love of God, please let me know. But I think that will do it this time around. So, until next time, I'm the caffeinated Clinton Robison, and this is the place where the comics are never too old, and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners, and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, 
or on Twitter at Coffee Comics PLG. Johnny Quest. Something was wrong on the volcano. Race was flashing a message. In danger. Bring rope. Johnny flashed back his answer with his PF magic ring. Coming. He ran like the wind. Lucky he was wearing his PF flyers, the action shoes. Only PFs have the action wedge built right in. So you run your fastest and jump your highest. There was race. In seconds, the red-hot lava would reach him. But the action shoes got Johnny there first. Race was saved thanks to Johnny Quest and his action shoes, PF Flyers. Say, boys and girls, want a PF magic ring like mine? It has a magnifying glass, a secret compartment, a message flasher, and a secret code circle. You get one free at the store with PF Flyers. So get the shoes with the PF patch and get your PF magic ring free.